1: This is your host, Tracy Doherty. And if you're a new listener and wondering what we are all about, well, I'm happy to fill you in. The Freedom Challenge is a movement of passionate women who participate in physical challenges that test their limits while raising funds and awareness to set women and children around the world on a pathway to freedom. We aim to do good. Which we call biblical justice, to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together with like minded women, a sisterhood of sorts forms. Now, a few months ago, I had the joy of facilitating a Freedom Challenge impact trip, AKA a mission trip. What a fabulous group of women that came with me, it was such a joy to immerse ourselves in Greek culture. Man, the food! As well as a few of the projects that we are honored to support in Greece. What an encouragement to witness and participate in this excellent kingdom work in Greece. You know, something beautiful takes place when we see and taste and touch and feel at a visceral level all of the things that God has for us. Personally, as I continue to stand back and reflect on the 10-year anniversary, which, by the way, is 2022, I just keep saying, look what the Lord has done. And so I'm thankful to share some of that goodness with you And to help me do that, I've invited two lovely ladies who came on this trip, Sonia Finley and Cindy Reed. I love these ladies. We had some tremendous experience along with some others. But ladies, welcome. Would you introduce yourselves? Let us know where you're calling in from and maybe a snippet about your life.
2: Hi, Tracy. This is Cindy, Cindy Reed, and I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, Just a little bit about me. I'm married. I have three great boy children, ages 27, 24, and 21. And my husband, boys, and I um, love adventures. We love to hike. And I've been involved in missions for about 25 years. I actually met my husband um, on the mission field. And... We lived in Barbados for 10 years where the boys were born. And in 2004, we moved back to the States. Um, I was involved with the kids um, sort of growing up years, I guess. Um, maybe 10 or 12 years, I spent a lot of time with them, you know, being the room mom, chaperone. But in 2016, They were all, you know, in high school then, and some had graduated onto college. And I heard about the Freedom Challenge, and it was the Wyoming Challenge and hiking in the Tetons. And from then on, I was just, I was all in. Mm. Um, So the Freedom Challenge really combined um, my love for missions and my love for adventure. So I've been involved since 2016 with the Freedom Challenge. Mm.
1: I love how you explain Your men as boy children—it's <laughs> awesome. And hearing and hearing you talk about your boy children that are men, like mighty, yeah. awesome men in the world, mm-hmm. um, is um, was one of my highlights. As well as YWAM, which you talked a little bit about, mm-hmm. just your connection and affinity for that. So mm-hmm. I am so glad you're here with me tonight. Thank you. And then next, Miss Sonia. What is where are you calling in from and give us a little snapshot?
0: Hey girl, hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I am I'm Sonia Finley. <laughs> uh, Classically known as sunshine or the one who brings the party. Um, mm-hmm. I remember years ago when I took the the gifts class at the father's house, Tracy, she told me, you know, my gifts, I bring the party. So here I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm calling in from Anaheim, California, I currently live in Anaheim. Um, Haven't been here too long. I moved during the pandemic for a job. Um, So me and about three of my sons are here. I've worn and I continue to wear quite a lot of hats throughout my life. You know, as women, we go from season to season. So, you know, I am still a professional artist. I'm a small business owner. I'm a mother of four sons, ages 30, 20, 23 and 23. yes, it is a set of twins. Um, I often say that God had a great sense of humor to give me all sons and for me to raise them as a single mother but he knows what he's doing and, and I just say okay and we just keep it moving So they're a really great group of um, guys. Um, I've also uh, I'm a teacher, So I I do, you know, operate in that capacity. I teach on a a variety of levels, women's conferences, teen organizations, colleges, you know, things of that nature. So I operate as a teacher. um, And now, you know, I am a Freedom Challenge Ambassador And there's, you know, as we move through the season, I think that's going to grow. I guess I can even say, you know, I'm quasi a missionary after going on this trip to Greece. Um, So um, as long as I can remember, though, I've, I've never really, you know, really wanted to go into missions, but I've always had a heart for women. Um, I have a passion for women just simply owning their shine, being the best that they can be. And so I, I really use all of my creativity, everything that is within me to create events and opportunities for women to explore, discover, um, sometimes just um, relive or reignite. You know, those mm. things that are inside of them, like they're, you know, a lot of times as women, we have issues with our, um, our identities and things of that nature. And all the time we don't, we don't necessarily feel like we're, we matter much. And so me having walked through that kind of thing, I have a passion to just kind of reach out and just, you know, just love on women so that they know that no matter where you are, no matter what state you're in, that you are something of value. And so being a part of the Freedom Challenge as an organization, it's an, a perfect extension to all of that. It's, it's kind of like the, the natural uh, progression of mm. you know, what I have inside and the things that I do within my own ministry, and my own life. Um, so just enjoying being a part of that organization.
1: Ladies, did I kid you not, these are two awesome women on this podcast tonight. And if you notice their chemistry, they were roommates in Greece and the party <laughs> did show up in the room, these two ladies Woo-hoo! with a collective number that with four, five, six, seven man children, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, so, I, So first, let's kick off this conversation about our time in Greece. And the first thing I want to ask you is, what brought you to this decision to go? There's always a why behind our yes. And that is something I am often curious about. So, ladies, what is the why behind your yes?
0: Well, I'll start first, Cindy, if you don't mind. But in a nutshell, Tracy, you asked me to go. I mean, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody just sits there like, well, no, really, you asked me to go. You told me it would be a great idea. And, you know, the reality of it is, had you not brought it to my attention, had you not asked me to go... I probably would have never considered it, even as um, you know, I, I made the decision to become a Freedom Challenge ambassador. Had we not have had that discussion over the past three years, it would have never mm. been on my radar. Because, as I said, you know, um, missions was not something that I woke up in the morning and said, "Oh my gosh, this is what I'm going to do." I did recently find out that it is something my mother wanted to do, and so she's she's quasi living vicariously through me.
2: <laughs> but
0: it, it really was wasn't something. I mean, when I say I'm, you know, and you, we've had those conversations, so you know, this was not on the high list of of things that I wanted to do. Um, and so, when you asked me, you know, it was kind of like, again, it wasn't that. Oh my gosh, yeah, that'll be great. It was kind of like, yeah, you know, that'll be great. Um, maybe, okay. And just got to thinking about it, and and the more we talked about it and discussed what that would look like um, for me, and also for the ladies that were there. Um, I think we had some very honest discussions about the the women that would be at the home and what it would mean for them, for me to show up, um, to provide that representation. And also, you know, again being an integral part of using my gifts and, and being a part of their journey to reclaim their lives. So those discussions, you know, we had, and, and I, you know, like I said, we talked about this for over the past three years, because when we first initially mm-hmm. then COVID came and all the rest of that stuff. So this has been an ongoing discussion for a very long time. And I've had that much time to consider this thing. And even when mm-hmm. the time came, it was still like, mm, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But You know, sometimes, you know, not, well, not sometimes, but God has a way of making his, his, I guess his request known, if you want to put it like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And so um, when the decision was getting, you know, when we're getting closer to the trip, interestingly enough, I was actually working full time. And when I started thinking that, yeah, this would be a really good idea for me to go, this would be great. I could not figure out how I was going to do that and work my job. Um, How would I take off almost two weeks of work and make that work? Um, You know, especially because at that time, I just I hadn't been on that job for a year. So I didn't have that much vacation pay. And so I still was trying to figure out how that was going to work. And again, God has a way of doing the things that he wants to do when he wants to do them. So in October of last year, that job no longer was an issue. Um, I was repositioned. And so um, it was more about, okay, so now I have the time. But then it became an issue of, you know, finances and things like that. So the desire was strong by this time. You know, again, really thinking about what I could bring to the women and, and the importance of my being there and, and using the gifts that God has given me and the message that he, with the beauty for ashes and things like that, It was it started to become this thing that, okay, this is something I need to do. So literally at the beginning of the year, I didn't create a full on vision board, but I was a part of some processes and some seminars. And so I literally sat down at my desk and I pulled out a postcard that had one of my images, one of my paintings printed on it. And I flipped it over and I literally wrote, I am going to Greece by faith. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote it on there. It wasn't, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't this great thing. It was just, hey, I'm going, I just wrote it out of my handwriting. I'm going to Greece by faith. And I had just kind of, you know, put it aside and, and was still wrestling with it, trying to figure it out, you know, adding up the cost and, and, and and seeing that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm unemployed. So that part, um, but my son walks in and he was, you know, talking about some things and he found the postcard and he said, oh, mom, you're going to Greece. Oh, I think you should. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, oh, okay, seriously, you know, so it was one of those things. And I even, not even been funny, I discussed it with my other sons and them knowing my situation, them knowing what the responsibilities at the house, none of them said, oh, no, mom, you shouldn't go. They literally were like, yeah, you should do it. This is something you should mm-hmm. do. So mm. um, once you have that kind of confirmation, you, you know, yeah. it worked out somehow, somehow, some way I got myself on that missions trip to Greece. So but I in the beginning, him. it was it was literally all about because you asked me to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it's it's so true, Sonia. And before I go to Cindy's why behind her, yes, I have two really brief questions. We don't have to get too deep into it because we will later mm-hmm. in the podcast. But the power of being invited will probably circle back about that. Just not minimizing. I would like you to go with me it's a big deal. And the other word I heard you say was representation. I'm just in a quick, brief mm-hmm. um way. Will you tell our listeners what you mean by that?
0: So I am African American. I'm a, I'm a Black female. And traditionally, when you think about missions and things of that nature, there's not often times that you see a person of color on those trips. And usually when um, the people that we're we're serving or that's being served, they usually are people of color from Africa. And in this instance, at the house, most of the women were of African descent. They were from different parts of that area. And so, when you talk about who is standing before you, providing the aid, providing the support, and you're not really seeing yourself it changes how you, one, it changes how you see yourself because then you always feel like Mm -hmm. you are the lesser of them and the other party is the more. But when you see that assistance being reflected in somebody who looks like you, then it changes the whole tone. It actually gives you something that says, you know what, if that person can stand there, they look like me and they're doing this and they're, then you know what, I can too. Mm. So I think it's very important that those women were, um, they saw another woman that looked Mm -hmm. like them that was also, you know, going in that capacity to help. Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you for clarifying. I appreciate that explanation. All right, Miss Cindy (laughs) hit it. What was the why behind your yes? Well, before
2: I I get into that, I just want to say that I thought Sonia was a real natural, like she just kind of, moved in, uh she did, you know, she connected with the girls and all of us. And you know, I wouldn't known if she did her first mission trip or her fiftieth. I mean she just she was like a natural. So well done Sonia. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The reason really the one of the the reasons I really wanted to go to Greece or it could have almost been anywhere to be honest because I had been involved in um, several national uh, and regional challenges and um, we raised quite a bit of money and I, w- I read about the projects, but nothing is the same as being there. So um, I think my why was because I really wanted to see what was going, you know, how the projects were working, um, what kind of programs were being operated, how you know, how were women um Getting the opportunity to, you know, to break free from human trafficking. So I really wanted to visit and I wanted to see the work Freedom Challenge was doing and involved in. So that's, that was really one of the, the mm. big reasons I really wanted to go.
1: Yeah. And what I see in that is you already had such a deep investment from years of prayer, training, challenges, fundraising. And there's something that, Pulls it all together exactly. when you can see actual faces that are represented in the hard work that you have done. Well, I'll tell you a little bit um, about my yes and my experience, and I find even though so many I have the blessing and the um, the opportunity, the privilege of being on a lot of these um, events. This one was special for me in that it had it's been several years since the freedom challenge really operation mobilization has been able to mobilize and go you know anywhere other than you know just really where where we live so i find that when i can see faces and touch and i said in the beginning see taste touch experience There's something that happens in my heart that rekindles my why. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And my why is about the women and children that are forever touched with the love of Christ that's expressed through people, through provision, opportunity, healing, um, a thoughtful sister sitting with them, and so many of the amazing frontline everyday Leaders. And so for Greece, having been out of that element, and the last time I had been to Greece was in 2019, where so many of the visions that were talked about, we got to see the fruition of those things together. And that was the bookstore and the new home that we visited. So that really, I felt almost like a little kick in my step when I came home because the why really, you know, it was like a kindling of, of that experience being there together with you. So that's a little bit about what happened with me. And um, so going on, can you paint a picture of the trip? Like give the listeners a little um, insight into how we spent our time know what did we do how how did all of that look
0: well um i guess the first 15 hours were spent on a plane (laughs) yeah that was (laughs) that was a unique experience i have never sat on a plane for that long it was it was a very unique experience um I understand that that's what I'll have to do again. But um, yeah, so the first, you know, 15 or so hours were spent, you know, on the plane, on the airports. Um, I did actually get to my plane, like maybe four hours too early heading out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that part. But it was all good. It, It allowed for a miracle um, to, to take place for me, you know, God bless me, even though, you know, I was that early and I don't think it would have happened had I not have been that early. So I definitely understand, um, his timing in this trip. Mm. Um, since I've been back, I've, I've taken the opportunity and I have discussed my trip and I've, I've been, I have to say, I've been a particularly intentional. I've been very intentional who I've been talking about it to definitely, um, you know, sparking the interest of the the women in my culture and my surroundings. So I've been bringing, you know, different points of that out. But um, overall, there's there's just like no quick and easy way to just say, boom, this was our trip. There were so many, you know, just uh, for me personally, you know, Cindy has to tell her own story. But for me personally, there was just so many different big and little things. It was an ebb and a flow of just a lot of things. And, and, you know, I, I had a chance to write about it, but, and I mentioned like true to the organization's name, the whole Freedom Challenge, this was a beautifully complex challenge um and i say beautiful because there were some some great things that happened i say complex because there were some uncomfortable things that happened um you know this not being this being my first time doing this um you know just a whole lot of unknowns for me and so like my one and only hiking challenge that i did it stretched mm-hmm. me beyond don't laugh but i did it um <laughs> yes, it stretched should. me beyond mm-hmm. what i thought i was what i was capable of or what i thought i could do um Cindy said, you know, I I moved through it like, you know, this was, you know, not new to me, mm-hmm. but the reality of it is there was so much happening in my personal life. Um like I said, you know, I wasn't working, so there were so many things happening. So many things I had to navigate, you know, through back home, but I had to focus and try to stay present because it was very important to be in that space with those women it was very important to bring that truth or that love that light and so i had to have that internal battle on a daily basis just to stay in that space um so it you know it was a lot of different things that i had to deal with i had to you know again actively be present and present you know with mm-hmm. all of my stuff going you know through you know that are fighting for my my attention and you know i'm that person um, if you've ever come to my house and I've ever made a meal for you, I, I manage all the details. I am like, oh my gosh, I make sure that the napkins match, the forks match, you have a good <laughs> glass, all of these things. And so I'm a lover of details. I'm a lover of, of <laughs> funny, I'm an artist, but I am a level of process. And so it, at, in Greece, I didn't let go of that. I had to be flexible. Um, I had to to move with the change and, and 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 let go of the vision that I had in order to Um, be successful. And again, bring the light Mm -hmm. to the situation. Um, You know, I had to even, you know, get past this idea that I had to do everything. I think one of the sweetest moments was when all of the team came down Mm -hmm. the night before the, the big, you know, spa day, and they helped me package and cut and draw and, and prep all the things. So these women could have this, this great experience. Um, there was also the the unique experience that I'd never had before that I could actually practice French in a live situation. And mm-hmm. so I was able to, um, you know, speak my story in their native language, which was French. Mm-hmm. And that was an amazing experience in and of itself, because it's like, really, did I just do that? But I think even in just, again, taking the time because I didn't have to, but taking the time to show them that I want I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to to connect with them, if that makes sense. And so taking yes. the extra step and speaking their language, I think went very far in helping, you know, that connection be made. Um, one of the last parts of it was when we did the Beauty for Ashes, the, the painting um, um, assignment where they were painting, they took the time to, uh, you know, draw this image of themselves or paint this image. But in that image, they put all of the stuff, you know, all of the negative stuff that they had. And then they created over that, they created these fabulous self-portraits. And I remember one of the ladies who had never painted before, and she struggled with her image. And I tried to help and and she struggled with it. And at times, you know, there are other women thought she was going to quit, but she absolutely refused. She would not stop. She kept working at it and working at it. And when she was done, um, she was so very proud of her painting. She was, I mean, it was like, there was a light on her face. Like you could physically see the pride that she had, that she completed this painting, that this was something that she did, um, for the first time and so that was was great but I think um not I think, but um, the the thing that highlighted for me was, I met our guide's young daughter, and she met us at the airport. And she immediately began having these conversations with me. And and she, she, you know, she was mixed, and so you know, we could kind of connect it on that. Because I don't, again, I don't know if she was really aware of the capacity that I was in. There was some curiosity there, but as the trip went along, we we really connected on different levels. And then at the end, I decided, you know, I'm just I'm gonna do her hair because if you know anything about women in general, but especially for African American women there is something about our hair you you know there is an identity there's, it's part of our identity. It's part of how we express ourselves. Um, there's just something about hair, you know, getting it right, mm-hmm. making it beautiful. It just changes everything. And if anybody knows anything about me, you know, I change my hair on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, but there's something about, you know, just that that thing. It's it's just something. And so I, I I looked at her and I saw her spirit and I saw her heart. And so I just made the the decision to do her hair. It, I was tired when I did it, but I lovingly did it and the results of that you could literally see the change in her we took yeah. pictures and I have a before and an after and the change in 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 how she carried herself and the the pride and joy she showed and just oh my gosh I'm beautiful and then even turning and looking at her dad's face he was literally almost in tears he was like I've never seen her hair that way and so for me that was kind of the the I mean, that wasn't why I was there. But then I guess at the end of the day, it kind of was. Um, It was an extension to all the other things that we had done with the women at the house to help them find that beauty and be able to own their shine. And it translated to this young lady as well. Mm.
1: Yes, all of that was like a cherry on top of all of the other beautiful things that happened as well. So, so good. Thank you. Uh, Cindy, do you want to yeah. chime in here a little bit? Yeah.
2: Well, um, I want to say that, um, that was a special time, the beauty for ashes time. Um, there was, and, and I think you kind of, um, mentioned Sonia that it was, there it was memorable in a lot of different ways and on different levels um, it seems like God just brings everything together and you never know what's going to happen next. You just got to be flexible. So I think in that, that um, that was really a, a a good experience the way we as a team operated and everybody was flexible and got along well. But I think one of the, um, at least one of the memorable experience for me was when um, <clears throat> we were at Damaris house and uh, we were with all the ladies at the table. And this was Sonia, when you shared your story in French, which I thought was very special. And I think they connected with that. Um, <clears throat> and you being able to share with them in their language, that was really sweet. But um, here we are sitting at this long table, five of us you know, from the States, and then the 10 girls that are participating in the program at Damaris House, and there's a few of the workers there translating. And it was to me, it was such a beautiful time of seeing how God meets us at our place of need. Like we all had different stories, um, each of us, um, you know, Mm -hmm. different places, but Mm -hmm. being able to see God move in our lives, um, and us being from all over the world. Um, it was precious to see the faith of these women, and they were all at different levels. Some were beginning, and some were more deeper faith. Um, but, you know, they've all been through difficult situations, and and here we are all experiencing a hope, um, and they're experiencing a hope that they may not have thought was even possible. Um, but with Christ, you know, it it is possible. So that was a really memorable moment. That was a really touching time for me. Um, and then on the other side um, was some of the time. Wait, got- can
1: I add something to that? Cindy? Sure, sure. There was just to the point that you just shared about that table. I can remember us all sitting there. Mm-hmm. And do you recall some of the powerful prayers that these ladies prayed over mm-hmm. all of us? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was I didn't. I don't know why I didn't know that was coming, but I, <laughs> to add to what was meaningful to you, yes. in those moments where they were extending their faith over mm-hmm. these situations that they had heard us as sisters share, right? That was that I, so I'm piggybacking in on your meaningful moment. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, continue on yeah i mean that that
2: hope that was transferred there, that hope from God to us in all of our difficult situations and i'm i could say for us couldn't even compare to what they've been through, and yet they had this faith and this hope which encouraged all of us, but yeah, that was powerful, that was a powerful time um I think also when we went to visit the historical sites uh like in Corinth, and we're with the um o m missionary Gabby who, um, you know, had spent some time, I think he he had some, you know, biblical theology background, he was well versed um, in Greek culture. So when he shared with us as we were walking, you know, through Corinth, through ancient Corinth, um, what it must have been like back in that time, you know, that, that was like, maybe 50 years after Christ's death and resurrection. And Paul is walking through Um, And he was sharing how the Christians were persecuted and um, just about all the idolatry in the city. Like, you know, how we remember we saw the statues of everything. I mean, like they worshiped everything there. It seemed like, Um, but how Paul to me was very strategic and compassionate when he shared about Jesus. Um, Like in Mars Hill, he shared, you know, about the unknown God. And I thought, wow, that's just so clever. So good, you know, to, to reach those, learned men at a place where they can, you know, he can talk about the unknown God. Um, and then Paul also used like the competitive spirit, the ancient Greeks had like in the Olympic games um, in, in 1 Corinthians nine, it talks about fight the good fight. Um, they do it for a crown that will not last, but we do it to obtain a crown that will last forever. Um, but anyway, all this to say that those girls are learning their struggles are not in vain. So they've got to fight that good fight um, mm. and fight to remain pure. Um, and if they continue to move forward and grow in their walk and their relationship with Jesus, uh, they'll receive a reward of eternal life. And that is something that is um, worth fighting for. So to me, to see those mm. girls fight for that um, and know that it's a they'll receive a crown that will last forever. So, um, that was another special time was just the time with, um, the missionary Gabby and just sharing with us about, you know, this place of Corinth in the Bible that we read about, but actually, you know, able to walk through it and, and really experience it was, was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I echo the learning and, and the, just back to the taste, touch, feel, experience, mm-hmm. the, the culture, and then the storylines being lifted off the pages of the Bible into real here and now moments. Mm -hmm. That was, that was really so meaningful.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, the, both of you have participated in a freedom challenge or two, Uh, one of you (laughs) or two or more share what those are. What, Cindy, let's start with you. Give us, well, you, you've got like a whole resume, right? You've got like a rap, you've got like a rap sheet of of challenges.
2: Oh, almost as long as yours, Tracy.
1: Yeah, um, probably.
2: But uh, it started out, um, like I mentioned earlier, the first one I did was the Tetons um, in Wyoming. And that was in 2016. And then the next year, was Estes Park in Colorado. And then um, then I went uh, to Mount Hood. That was another national challenge that we, that we had there. And then 2020, we did a snowshoe challenge, which was a regional challenge in Frisco, Colorado. This was in, I think this was in February, just before COVID hit in March. So we had just finished that, sort of wrapped up that regional challenge and then boom, COVID hit. Um, And then in 2021, we did the John Muir trail, which was, um, we were on team two. They had five teams doing the relay. that was amazing. That was amazing. That was powerful. Um, Then two more regional challenges, the Atlanta, Georgia. And then, then we did one here in our backyard, the uh, Everglades challenge here in South Florida. So it was four national, three regional challenges. And I'm, I'm, I just love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's every one of them. The moment you say them, I can remember your face at them and our encounters.
2: <laughs> Each challenge had its own different personality and flavor. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about the challenges. The girls are, you know, we're, we're, we're all of different places, different backgrounds. But when we come together and you're out there, and, and Sonia, you probably can relate, that we're just we're just all sisters in Christ and we're just fighting the elements. (laughs) We're, we're trying to keep our body strong and, and we're talking and we're sharing and God is there with us. And it's like, that's what the twofold, I think, to the freedom challenges are, you know, the time of the sisterhood, but also the money raised in the programs Mm -hmm. that they are Mm -hmm. helping. So it's like such a, such a beautiful blend of two, of of those two yeah. things
1: it's very holistic and that your spirit is being fed and and it's alive because you're you know mm-hmm. working in the agenda of god and then your soul is being nourished with friendship mm-hmm. and and growth and spiritual transformation and then your body is engaging with nature and doing hard things so there's mm-hmm. something very unique about that combination mm-hmm. really truly Sonia, would you share about your freedom challenge?
0: <laughs> did you see how she did not add an s? Yes, so <laughs> and i'm you know what, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm okay with that because you know it was my challenge I did the bryce uh, I did the bryce canyon challenge, and i don't i i have you know Cindy was like, oh, oh, two thousand and seven, I'm like, I don't know whenever the Bryce Canyon was, that's the year that it was. <laughs> I did it. It was three days. I did it, and I'm proud of myself. I, you know, I I left there. I I entered scared to death because it was you know while I walk, I do a lot of walking. I've never done. I never was a hiker. Um, and I left after those three days. Uh, you know, proclaiming you know that I was a hiker. And and honestly, since then, I I do hike. Um. I do hike quite a bit and especially during COVID, it was funny that was the mainstay me and my um friend we were always hiking you know early in the morning two to three times a week so it's very interesting how you know again stretching yourself with the freedom challenge is um leads to these things i do remember though too tracy uh that i did the beauty for ashes uh program at bryce canyon Um, Mm -hmm. so it's interesting that, um, you know, we come full circle and I go to Greece and I do the same thing, but yeah. So Bryce Canyon, one and done, boo, one and done. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's for now. One and maybe done. So if you, if Cindy and I have a side text going on about all the, all the challenges we're going to, we're going to bring you into. So, (laughs) uh, too fun. Mm, okay. Yes. Yes. Good luck with yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you you tipped your hat, Cindy, early on, to wanting to see the other side of the challenge and this unique opportunity. You said I would have gone anywhere because I wanted to see. And I and I have to say, mm-hmm. every time I go on this kind of impact missional trip, I go, ah, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. It's like, you know, it's like a a heart of a mother that every time you go, you're like, how can people be this filled with the love of Christ and so committed to his mission? And we definitely experienced that. But Mm
2: -hmm. what
1: your fundraising and prayers have accomplished, I'm interested in hearing what that was like for you. Because everything that you saw so much. You heard people giving gratitude, like uh, we're thankful. This would not be Mm -hmm. if you would not have believed in the dream that God put in our heart and partner. So I would be interested in knowing how that was for both of you.
2: I'll go. Um, I, I can say that, um, seeing the other side of the challenge is, uh, just sort of completes the thing that God does in the freedom challenge. Um, it just, it just complimented it to be able to be there. And it was just such a sense of joy. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. Knowing how hard that we walk and we say all these steps, you know, they're for freeing women. And then here we are watching these women getting free, Mm -hmm. you know, having this opportunity. Um, And I love to see at least what I saw in Greece and the different, like Mm -hmm. the threads of hope where they can work. Um, you know, and support themselves and and even the Damaris house where they actually are coming out of that lifestyle and, and sort of relearning life, um, that the, these projects, they create environments for these women to be changed and become new creatures in Christ. I mean, they literally are changing um, and they go from darkness to light. Um, and it's not like they're not going to have struggles or like everything's, you know, all of a sudden made perfect. You know, we, we know that it's not true, but they're going to have struggles, but it, they can shake off the things that, you know, where they came from, and there's a whole newness and hope of a great future for themselves and their family and their children. Um, and seeing the support of the ladies that work at 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 that project at Damaris' house, like Anthe and her sister, and Dina and her husband. I mean, wow! They're just they come alongside these women, and I know that we didn't even see a fraction of you know, what they see and what they go through helping these, um, you know, these young women come out of that lifestyle and coming into a whole new life in Christ. Um, Mm. but he does say we become a new, a new creature, a new creation, a new creature in Christ. And, and just being able to see that, to see the other side is, 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 it's just pure joy.
1: Mm. Well put. How about you?
0: Um, so for me, it was kind of like a knowledge is power, type of thing. Um, it was, a, it was very, um, informative to see the results of everything that, you know, we, um, as the freedom challenge work for, like you said, where the money is going, um, it made it real. Mm-hmm. It made it, um, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, but it made it true, if that makes sense. Um, It was no longer one of those far off kind of visions, things where you're sitting like, oh, this is a fancy concept, but it actually made it real. And so because, you know, now that I've seen it's real, now that I've seen the results, now that I've met the women, seen the workers, seen the facilities, you know, seen seen the results, um, I can take that information. And then when I go and talk about what the Freedom Challenge does, when I go and make that invitation, when I go and, um, you know, just provide information. I can do it with confidence. I can do it with conviction because I know what the organization does. I know, um, I've seen the results. And so for me, like I said, knowledge is power and it just adds a little more weight and truth when I speak about, um, the goals of this organization.
1: Yeah. You know, I gave a book to my husband that I bought at that bookstore. It was a old nineteen. book from Spurgeon. He loves Spurgeon. And it was such a treasure giving it because in my mind, I went back to 2019 and went, remembered walking into this bookstore that was beyond help or hope and hearing the vision for it and going, oh boy. And then casting that before this sisterhood And then coming back, and ladies, do you remember what was said? That the bookstore had gone beyond what they had imagined even during COVID as a source of revenue and Mm -hmm. dignified work for women. That was Mm -hmm. amazing. And we're a part of that. I loved it. Okay. Then I guess... What I would like to hear from you is just our closing story about the trip, would be something that you can identify that has shaped you from this time in Greece.
0: So there's a lot of meaningful moments. Um, again, you know, how can you pin them down? But when you talk about what actually is shaping me and what is propelling me from that moment on, I would say the one thing that um, definitely comes to mind is during our first visit to the house, we were celebrating um, Orthodox Easter and they were roasting the lamb. That was some good lamb. I'm sorry. That was good eating. Um, It was so good. I don't think I've ever had it. And it was just good. It was just wow. Wow. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm hungry. Um, so we, um, you know, we're all sitting around and, and that was our first opportunity to really interact with the ladies and, and we're, we're kind of finding our way and, and, you know, things are a little awkward, but, um, I, you know, hats off to us. I think we moved through it as best we could and we, you know, it came out very well. But there came a moment where we were sitting down to eat and there was a couple there that was from the States. And they were doing a three month stay at the house and the wife of the young lady comes and and she sits down beside me and she just kind of rubs my shoulder and she starts making this kind of sing songy kind of sound. And and I just kind of looked at her and, and I attempted to introduce myself to her. Um, I had tried to introduce myself um, different occasion, but again, she was sitting beside me. So I was like, Hey, you know, my name is Sonia and I'm pretty sure I don't have an accent, but okay. And she kind of looked at me and she said, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I have not, you know, I just got here. I haven't met everybody. And she asked me how long I had been at the house. Um, and it threw me for a loop. Um, you know, and I talked about it. But what I realized in that moment was that she assumed I was the house, was from the house, or I was I was one of the ladies at the house for no other reason than because I was Black. And while that is, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's an innocent mistake. It is and it isn't, um, if you understand what I mean. But, and not to, you know, sit and dwell on that whole thing. But what that did was, in that moment, it kind of not kind of that's this really it just really highlighted the fact that the lack of representation that me being there as a black woman in that capacity was not the norm it wasn't something that everybody is seeing often enough for that to even not be a question if that makes sense And so what it did for me as I, I, you know, as we finished the trip and we come back, it now, you know, makes me want to invite my sisters. It makes me want to... Um, have those conversations with not only women of color but also white women, because it's not just about me as a black woman mm-hmm. going out and inviting all of these women of color, black women, Hispanic, Latina, all of these different you know races to come in and be a part of this. It's also about women, white women, understanding the impact that that has and being able to also do the invitation. Mm-hmm. We talked about it earlier, Tracy, you talked about the importance of the invitation. If you had not invited me, I would not have participated. And there's so many women out there as I have this conversation and I tell them about what I did and, and I talk about, you know, how it galvanized me and how, you know, they're interested. There are so many women that are interested and they just haven't been asked. So I want to, like I said, I don't want to be the one just doing the asking, but it's also causing me, again, to have that conversation on both sides of the table so that it's it's going to be a more cohesive type of thing. So when you talk about those moments, like I said, that that are shaping me, I would say out of the things in that trip, that definitely um, really has just kind of, you know, I won't say it changed my perspective, but it definitely added something to Uh, to it that, that has gotten me going in a certain direction now.
1: Yeah. Yep. There was glory and messy and all of that. And I was, we were, we were in it together (laughs) and your heart coming out of that to be like, what does it look like for us to ask and invite? That is a wonderful takeaway for sure. Cindy, what do you got?
2: Yes, well, I think that day that we did the spa day, um, that was kind of one of those meaningful moment days, um, and the, and that part of that, what happened that day, sort of, um, had left a real impact on me. So, so we were doing our spa day, uh, you know, we had planned to pamper the girls to do facials and manicures and Sonia was doing what we had spoke about earlier the beauty for ashes the painting project with the girls which I think was which had a huge impact on them it's just and and plus they they were able to keep something you know they actually painted and were able to you know that's going to be something that they could hold on to forever it's really precious but um so Sonia was doing the beauty for ashes we were doing the manicures and facials and um and one of the girls I was given a facial to, you know, she was just thoroughly enjoying the attention. She loved all the pampering. And that, uh, you know, I asked her if she was enjoying herself and she looked at me and she kind of sighed and she goes, this is my happy day. And she just sort of melted back into her chair. And I was like, wow, this is her happy day. And mm-hmm. for her to actually verbalize that or actually feel that love and, and absorb all that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that we were trying to You know what we were trying to give them. I think that was something that God really did in her heart to see that people can actually care and love each other genuinely, and I think she felt special and loved. And um, and to these, you know, to these girls, a happy day. You know, after all they've been through, that just truly blessed my heart. Um, So, when you say like, how does that shape me? You know that. That, like I said before, that it it just gives me a lot of hope for these girls to receive healing, you know, um, and, and, you know, to move on when their relationship with their creator um, and to have a, and to have a hope for a good future, you know, it's, it's going to be a long road. It's not going to be easy, um, you know, but if they put forth the effort um, and learn what it means to walk with Christ and to trust again, which is huge, um, that gives me hope and that you know, brings me peace that they can really do this, you know, with the help of others walking alongside them, like the other ladies I mentioned, you know, from Damaris house, you know, and Christ in their hearts uh, and they're learning their worth and their value. And that's something no one can ever take from them. So that I have to say, really, you know, just really had an impact on me.
1: Mm. Ladies, it was good to be on this trip and have this shared experience with you. I I treasure the memories Mm -hmm. in such a significant way. And again, for me, it was so important because it just stirred up and reminded me about what the Freedom Challenge is all about and doing it with my sisters was such Mm -hmm. a highlight. But what a great conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for you taking this time with me. Our time is closing But I want you to know how grateful I am for your partnership, for your leadership, for your creativity, for your heart, and just being a freedom sister. It's with much gratitude that I am signing off. And ladies, until next time, let's continue to do good. By helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible and doing it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless.